welcome back to the 411 podcast. My name is Nicole, I am your hairdresser and host. This week is a solo episode and we are going to be talking about our relationship with money. So I had a little observation recently and I think that we could all agree that everyone is caught up in consumerism and they are almost trying to impress people that they don't even like by acting like they've got money that they don't even have. And it's really sad because they're making themselves poorer, trying to look as if they're richer. And not, not to judge, I just think that this is a society problem as a whole and I'm not saying that I haven't been a part of it because I think I certainly have fallen into that trap over the years but now as I'm in my 30s the past few years I think actually the pandemic taught me because we couldn't go out and spend money and that's when I really started to realise that do you know what I've got plenty of things in my wardrobe I never thought I would say this, but I've got enough bags and I've got enough shoes. I don't need more. And just spending money, it keeps you in a poverty trap. And not being able to go out to restaurants and even getting deliveries like Uber Eats and Just Eat, Deliveroo, that is a fortune. Like, it really adds up. So what I wanted to do was... I've wrote down some money advice for people and I think that this could really help people think about the way that they spend money and hopefully start to save more money in order to invest in their future. So here we go. Tip number one is to save half your paycheck, whether it's a week or a month, if you possibly can. I've found that when I started hairdressing, when I started training, I had two jobs and I went to college full time and I literally made like about £500 a month. Now that was between my jobs and my bursary and I managed to live on that. So I think the least money that you've got, the least money you can spend and you can make it work. And the thing is, if you save half of your paycheck in the month and you don't have enough money to pay your bills or you don't have enough money to live that lifestyle that you're accustomed to living, then you can always put a little bit more into your bank, right? You can always transfer that over because we're going to have a wee separate savings account for things like pet bills, for an emergency, say it's like for your car, spending money, that type of thing. And I do this, I've got savings accounts. I've got like about three savings accounts within my own current account. And I pay, one, I get clients to pay in for their hair appointments. One of them is just my general bank account. So I will pay myself into that. And the money that's in there is the only money that I'm allowed to use. Then I've got two other, which are for emergency. And the other one, I really don't know what it's for, to be honest. I just put money into that as well. So, oh, it's for my taxes. So 
I'm self-employed and I need to pay tax at the end of every year. I pay a tax bill usually in January and I paid one in July this year as well. So save half of your paycheck once a week or once a month if you possibly can and do your best to live on it. Once I've gone through the rest of the tips, it might be a bit easier. You might have to cut back on the lifestyle um, like buying Starbucks every single day and making your coffee at home in a to-go cup and it's better for the environment. Now, I am definitely guilty of buying fast fashion but as I've gotten older as well, I have developed a sense of style of my own and the next tip is to buy 20 pieces and make a capsule wardrobe and have that timeless fashion. Now, I'm not saying buy 20 pieces for the whole year. I mean like 20 pieces for summer, 20 pieces for winter, and just switch them around. Like you can wear them in different ways. Some things that you can wear in the winter, you can wear in the summer. Tip number three is to shop on places like Vinted and Depop and charity shops in TK Maxx. You can find a lot of timeless pieces in charity shops and on Vinted and in TK Maxx for a much less price than going onto websites and paying for them full price. And also, if you absolutely need to add an item to your timeless wardrobe, your capsule wardrobe, then what to do is if you've got a friend that has a little discount code, a wee student discount, <laughs> then ask them if they could order it for you or give you the code. I'm not really sure if this is going to be banned because <laughs> pretty sure that that's illegal. Um, but yeah, you could always give your friend the money and they could buy it for you if they're not allowed to give you the code. But I often do that with my clients. I will put up a little story saying, can somebody send me the discount code for ASOS? And there's always loads of them that send me it because they're wee dolls. My next tip is think about why you're buying something. Is it to impress people? Is it just fast fashion? How much is the cost per wear? Are you going to be able to resell it on somewhere like Vinted or Depop? Because often what I've done is I love House of CB and their dresses are pretty expensive and I love them and I just love the way that they fit my body. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll buy one of the dresses and then I'll put it on Vinted and you can sell that for pretty much what you bought for it. So actually it costs you less than maybe buying a whole outfit on Pretty Little Thing. Say you pay 150 for a dress, you sell it for 100. You've basically only paid £50 for an outfit. So in nine times out of ten, there is the items usually sold out on House of CB and mass size as well. So people are looking for it on Depop. And if you've just wore it to dinner, if you've wore it to a party, then people are, are quite happy to rebuy it. I'm pretty sure I've bought House of CB dresses and things like that on Vinted. I have bought from Depop as well. So yes, think about the why you're buying it. Is it just that 
you're having a little down day and you need a bit of retail therapy, I do that. Like, I feel like I'll go out to the shops and you spend a lot of money and you're kind of walking out the shop with the bags in hand and you kind of think, oh, I shouldn't have really spent that money. So think about the why and if you need it. And if it's not part of creating a capsule wardrobe, then it, it doesn't come home with you. You don't buy it. The next tip is designer. So I don't buy designer stuff. I think that now there is a great selection online and even Zara. Like Zara is my favourite shop. And if you look on places like Ego online, they have replicas of shoes. In fact, most of the websites do. So you don't necessarily have to pay for high-end fashion items anymore and honestly I feel like I used to really love designer and I still do like I still buy like Vogue in September it's like my bible and I love to see like all of the fashion but back in the day like fashion wasn't as widely available the things that were on the runway you couldn't get it in the shops. Now the shops do a good job of replicating designs and making them more wearable for the consumer. So there's no need to buy designer. I don't really buy designer. And also, before I made money, I wanted designer so bad. But once I made money, I just thought I don't want to waste my money. Like a shoe is a shoe, a bag is a bag and you can buy designer. It's not to say that you don't, but I just think if I look at people that are draped in designer and I honestly think like it's not necessarily like having a sense of fashion. It's not like Carrie Bradshaw anymore. It's just people are buying designer again to make themselves look as if they've got money that they don't actually have. They're living paycheck to paycheck. So I actually think that not buying designer or not every item being designer, just those timeless capsule pieces that are going to last and mixing that up with the likes of Zara, then I think that that makes for better style, just mixing everything up. Say you're going to splurge on some Prada boots. You can wear these all year round. So they are a good cost per wear item. And it's not necessarily about never spending. It's just about spending smart. My next tip is if a friend had moved into a new house. Was it last year? Yeah. And she used Facebook Marketplace to buy most of her furniture because she was on her own and she didn't have like money to go out and buy full price items. But a lot of people are selling items or literally giving them away for free on the likes of Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree. And it's like Ikea furniture. A lot of people like shopping Ikea. So you could literally go onto a website and this is what I've done with like House of CB dresses. It depends on the occasion that I'm buying something for. But if I see a dress online, I would then go on to Depop or Vinted. And it's the same with like furniture. If you see something and you think, I really like that, 
there's an opportunity to go and purchase that or maybe get it for free from someone that has the item and is redecorating or they're moving and it's in pristine condition. And I mean, you don't always have to take it from the pictures. You can literally go to these people's houses and see the item before you buy it. So it's not like you've got to buy it before you bring it home. So you could always go and vet it out and it could save you a good bit of money. And then that money that you saved that you were going to spend anyway, add it to your resavings account and watch that money pile up. When it comes to like decorating houses and things like that, I used, I bought a lot of stuff from TK Maxx and I know I said I don't really buy a lot of designer, but when it comes to designer, they tend to be better quality. I don't agree with that nowadays. I think that some things are still better quality than others. Obviously, if you're buying your furniture for B&M, it's not going to be as good quality as like West Elm. Do you know what I mean? Like where some of my pieces are from. So when I moved into my flat, I purchased everything and it was all like full price. I didn't think about oh, marketplace and going on Gumtree and things like that. But what I did do was go to TK Maxx and I got a lot of designer things, a lot of good quality things like um, side tables, lamps. I've got like beautiful, I bought three beautiful Ralph Lauren lamps that I've I've still got two of them. I gave one of them away to one of my neighbours um, because I was no longer using it and she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're giving me a Ralph Lauren lamp. But I would rather it went to a good house, you know. And I bought beautiful... Well, I've actually bought about three pair of gorgeous, gorgeous DKNY curtains. These are all things that are going to last and cost per use. I mean, you use your lamp every single day. And I think I literally paid like £70 for two... Well, it was like £70 each for Ralph Lauren lamps. Do you know what I mean? And I have them on every single day. And I've been in this flat for over four years now. So just thinking about that cost, some people might be like £70 each for lamps, like that's a bit mad, but I think that that's a bargain. So using places like TK Maxx and even charity shops for place things like vases and books and curtains, staple pieces of furniture, even coffee table books. Like I used to have this little coffee table and as I said, I love designer. Like, I just don't really buy it. I love the idea of having, like, a coffee table and having coffee table books. And when I had my coffee table, it had beautiful books in it and I paid a lot of money for those books. So I went into Costco one day and they were doing coffee table books, like Vivian Westwood, Christian Dior, Louis Vuitton. I thought, oh my God, and I think they were like £28 plus fat. Now, you can pay like 50 quid or more for coffee table books. So you can go to Costco. I don't know if they've still got them. That was a little while back. I think it was last year. Um, But you can also look for them in TK Maxx and in charity shops. As I said, lots of people have clear outs and... These are great places to shop. Now, I talked a little bit about taxis and 
every month what I do is I put money into that account that's for taxes. So I put 20% of everything that I make into that account. And it just means that that money is there for when I'm going to pay my tax bill and I'm not like, oh my God, I've spent all of my money and now I've got this tax bill to pay. And you also may end up at the end having a wee bit extra left in there. The tax bill might not be as much as what you thought it was going to be. So that's a bargain. And then you can just continue to save and put that towards your next tax bill, which means you have to put less in. You can maybe skip a month, go a holiday or something like that. Treat yourself to something. And I don't mean fast fashion. I mean something that's timeless, something that's an experience, that kind of thing. Pay yourself first. So pay your savings account first then pay yourself, make sure, give yourself an amount. So I've got three savings like accounts within one account and then I've got another savings account which just comes off every single month and I don't even notice it. It's literally been going for years. I don't even know what date that comes out in the month. I just know that it's still rolling and there was a time where I thought I'm not going to pay into that anymore because I'm not necessarily like saving for anything. But then I thought, no, do you know what? Like while I can, I will. I'll just put some money by for a rainy day. You never know. And basically the way that I did this was a couple of years ago, I got a loan. It's through the credit union so the credit union, what they do is when you're paying it back, I'm pretty sure that they put money into it or what happened was I didn't realise that I'd stopped the loan payment. The loan had been paid off. Then they just continue to keep taking the money and putting it into back into your savings. So I saved with the credit union first and then I got a loan. And it was for a couple of thousand pounds. It was for my husband so that he could get a personal trainer nutritionist before we get married. So I was paying off that loan every month. And then, as I said, I paid it off. And then the credit union just continued to take it. And I think at one point I realised I must have paid that loan off. That was supposed to be stopped being paid within however many months. And I called and the guy said, yeah, what we do is we keep continue to take the money, basically, so that you're adding back to your savings. And I think it was at that point I thought, well, I didn't really notice that it was still coming out, so I'll continue to save. And that money's just building up there for a rainy day. Another tip is to use the Yolt app. So that is Y-O-L-T yolt app so when i was saving for my my deposit for my flat i literally did it within 10 weeks and i saved over four thousand pounds now i i didn't even know that i had four thousand pounds spare right so what this yolt app basically does is it keeps a track of everything that you're spending and you can budget so if you're not aware, like I remember going back and being disgusted at how much money I spent on food and being like, oh my God. And in those 10 weeks from we purchased the flat to we moved in and we were paying that deposit, 
I started taking lunch to work. I stopped buying lunch in town because it was expensive. And even though it was like, I think it was between like five and seven pounds a day I was spending, that adds up like really quickly. And then sometimes like I would get breakfast in town because the the way that the trains worked, I would get off the train like 40 minutes earlier than... I was to start, I think it was like the train getting at like quarter past, 20 past and I didn't start until nine o'clock in the morning. So sometimes I would also go into like um, Oliver Bonus and like shops, pre-mark, Marks and Spencers and I would spend money there as well. So using the Yo app really made me aware of my spending and I stopped buying coffees from Starbucks, I stopped buying breakfast and lunch I started taking in with me I stopped going shopping either before work or after work and it saved me an absolute fortune I didn't eat any takeaways McDonald's nothing I literally ate in the house and prepared my food and I just was astounded at the amount of money that I was able to save up in such a, such a short period of time so download the Yolt app and I'm sure that you will be shocked as well by your spending and it will really make you realise how much money you do have coming in and how much money you waste. Just failing to prepare basically. If you prepare your meals and you prepare your own, your own coffee, things like that, you're saving yourself so much money and you're still getting the same thing you're still getting food and you're still getting a coffee these things are available in your home don't be a consumer and be dragged into that like having to have a starbucks even if you need to buy yourself one of these reusable starbucks cups or costa or whatever coffee shop you prefer prefer to use um, and then that way it makes you feel as if you've actually got a wee Starbucks or a wee Costa. For my next tip, I want you to visualise your goals and work towards them. Manifest it, like literally write everything down. So if you want to save or you want to earn X amount of money by six months time or a year's time I want you to write it down so I want you to write it down in past tense so write the date get a piece of paper and write down I'm so grateful that I earn £10,000 a month let's say and work towards them if you are spending money on Starbucks you're going shopping before and after work like I was you're eating from Uber Eats and Just Eat every single day, that money's going to dwindle away and it could also potentially like save you from going on your holidays as well. Like so many people think I can't afford a holiday or a holiday of my dreams. Like just think of the money that I saved up on my own in 10 weeks. Like that is almost enough money to like buy your own dream dream house you know if I had continued with that and I had another 10 weeks that would have been the whole deposit paid you know when I think about the amount of money that I saved up in 10 weeks I think that that's kind of when it made me think about how I was spending money as well and because I had made myself aware using this Yolt app 
how much money I was squandering. I think from I moved into the house, I thought it was such a big achievement. And I thought, I'm not wasting money anymore. And from there, not long like after, about it, well, that was 2018. And then it was March 2020, went into the pandemic. So I think that it started to change my mindset. And I started to see like my bank balance go up and there'd been more money in it because I wasn't squandering it. And I didn't feel this need to be this consumer. And I just felt grateful and fulfilled in what I already had. And I loved the fact that I was able to like use money that I would have squandered to spoil my husband, take his own holidays, pay for like overnights or days out or stuff like that. Like you can you can keep it for like a rainy day, as I said. And if there's somewhere that you've always wanted to go in life, then it could be a case of just cutting back on things, you know, like writing a list down of what dinners, lunches, breakfasts, and going to the supermarket and not buying anything else on top of that. And also, don't go to the supermarket when you're hungry as well, because that'll make you spend more money. And we're trying to keep the cost of living down. Of course, with gas and electricity prices on the rise, we are really scared to use things like our heating and stuff like that. Like So even to cut your bills down, you could buy a little halogen heater and they're really inexpensive to run instead of putting your, your heating on. And then you could take showers instead of taking baths. And that totally helps. Go the old-fashioned route. It's cosy. Get yourself a wee electric blanket get that hot water bottle filled up at night. It actually, <laughs> it sounds a bit silly, but it actually, like, it reminds me of, like, my childhood. And see, to be fair, my husband used to laugh at me because all, he would be like, oh, you're safe from, like, mid-September until, like, the end of March is, like, I'm freezing, it's cold in here. But even when I had the heating on, I would still sit with, like, my hot water bottle watching TV and I would take one into bed and things like that. So get your house coat on, get snuggly, get a blanket out, sit with your hot water bottle, get yourself a little halogen heater. That's ways to save money as well. And turn off lights and things like that in rooms that you're not in, of course. My friends laugh at me as well because I've got OCD when it comes to switches. So, you know, when people leave like their chargers in the wall and it's still switched on and the, the, like there's no phone in them. Oh my God, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'm not kidding. Like I go about just switching switches off and they're like, will you stop it? I'm like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and, the, and the cost of living is on the rise. So you, you should be switching everything off. <laughs> Let's save the planet. But yeah, I hope that these wee money-saving tips help somebody. These are all things that I have used and things that I have learned from adulting and moving into my own home and living on my own as well. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope that your relationship with money gets better and you are, are able to fulfil what you thought were dreams because you're able to put through put by some money that you thought that you didn't have like I had when I saved up for my house 
So thank you so much. We will see you again next week for another episode. Don't forget to screenshot this episode if you liked it and share it on your socials. And you can also leave a little review which helps us bump up the ranks and gets to more people that this episode may be helpful to. Bye.